Hey everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to My Dish Dish. It is, we are here today, it's Mackenzie Wood. And Will Johnston. And we have a very special guest here for episode number eight. I'm going to let Will do the honors. So, ladies and gentlemen, we get to be in the presence of my mother. Welcome, Susan Johnston. Well, thank you so much, Will and Mackenzie. I'm thrilled to talk a little bit about family history and the beauty of of sharing a table with friends with dishes that you love and uh, want to share. So uh, that's a great thing. Wonderful. Well, we're so excited to have you. And we're lucky that my parents are driving through Atlanta. So we got to do uh, episode number eight. We're on episode eight, which we are very excited. And you can see from the way that Sue introduced herself where the spark for this came from. Where in Will's background the spark for a (laughs) dish-focused podcast would have come. So, folks, if this is your first episode, um, uh, I'm Will Johnston, and I am partnered with Mackenzie Wood, and you are listening to My Dish Dish, which we focus on China patterns, dishes, and all the stories and love and ideas and, uh, I guess, experience and food that come with eating around a table and on dishes. Yes, and we talk to our guests, and we also have an accompanying website, mydishdish.com, where we post these website. or I'm sorry, post these podcasts and show pictures of the dishes and also the, the recipes. recipes and all of the the amazing accoutrement that go with it. Uh, and so as we rock into our eighth episode, Sue, would you tell us a little bit about what you brought us? I brought uh, the china that I, well, that I and my husband chose for our wedding I'm a baby boomer, so that was part of our tradition to have china and sterling silver as part of our wedding patterns for our gifts that when we were married. We were married in 74, so you do the math. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're celebrating some, some, some big years, and they've been very special. And uh, I tease people often, I say, you know, the two best decisions I made in my life uh, were my china pattern and the man I married. Not always in that order. <laughs> so, so you have to realize, uh, you know, choosing china in uh, the era that I was married was a special thing, and it brought about the idea of who you were going to invite to your home, how graciously you were going to uh, invite and uh, present your meal, having family at Thanksgiving, all the things around a very special uh, place setting and uh, menu that would uh, Im- that would welcome people you love and people you want to and show care and, and show and, love. and show love. That's that's true. I mean, the whole part of hospitality means uh, that spirit where you welcome people to your home and you honor them by. Uh, bringing out the best things that you have and and sitting around a table and the conversation and the food and the beauty of the place settings and the way the napkin is is uh, folded and uh, uh, the way the sterling is uh, placed uh, on either side of the plate uh, with the 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 bread dish and the the way the uh, water glasses are in the right place and the um, so again 
uh, I was part of that era where that was an important part of who we were as young married people. So I have to say, the way you talk about a table sounds a lot like the way Will talks about a table. <laughs> well, he got it honestly. I'm <laughs> sure he did. Yeah, it, it's so. A, so not to just interrupt you real quick, Mom. What is the name of the plate that you chose for your wedding pattern? Um, well, when I was very young, I was uh, 22, 21, 22. With my mother, I went to Lazarus in Columbus, Ohio, and we looked at all kinds of china patterns, and I was so attracted to the Ainsley Henley that had this beautiful border that um, showed, it wasn't, they, they weren't feminine flowers, but there was a border of color and flowers, and there was also a cream and a white, and there was a gold, a uh, line around okay, it all. Okay, before you get too ahead of it, that's part of like, <laughs> You're jumping ahead, Sue. You're jumping okay, ahead. Sorry. No worries. So, um, so it's the Ansley Henley, and um, as and true to our podcast, we're going to do our 30 second description. Do you want to talk real quick about what we ate? Oh, today? that's right. So sorry, skipping ahead. So, folks, um, in true tradition with our podcast, um, I did prepare a meal with these dishes that I remember eating off of growing up. Usually, there was a roast, a some sort of long all day cooked meat, and I followed that pattern, but I. Gave it a little twist and I made tacos out of it. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have pulled pork tacos tonight uh, with our recipe with, on my dish dish. So, it's another Instapot recipe, very easy. I just used some taco seasoning, um, a some red pepper flakes, and lemon salt as kind of the base with a cup of water in the Instapot. And then a, I put a pork shoulder in for, I wanna say an hour and a half on the, the pressure cooker part of the Instapot. So you just hit meat and make sure it says 90 minutes and you are good to go. Um, make sure that the meat is cooked enough that it does pull easily apart and off the bone. And I just paired it with um, lovely, uh, baked or I guess black beans with diced white onions. He's looking over at the table to see what he made. <laughs> yes, I am making yeah, sure just to make sure because I, I have made the mistake. I've, I, I've forgotten a couple ingredients in the past. So I did a, uh, like I said, the pulled pork with um, just an easy salsa we bought at Trader Joe's and then shredded Mexican cheese as well as avocados, uh, black beans with a white onion diced up and cooked in it and then it was uh, very good was and very some good. red onions to go on top and a little squeeze of lime too. and a squeeze of lime yes. so again ladies and gentlemen however you like tacos you know i guess the real recipe part is the the pulled pork uh, well and the beans the beans, and the right. beans. The beans will be on yes. there too but we couldn't use the bread plate <laughs> yes <laughs> So, so because Sue is just traveling through, she did not bring her dishes with us. We have them. Um, we have beautiful photographs. Uh, so we plated these on some everyday plain white, yep. uh, very pretty plates, which so that's what you'll see with the photographs on Instagram and on 
the website. And I know that Will loves to plate things on plain white dishes. So this is oh, a special yes. day for him. White plate challenge. Way- How else can you make food pop if not <laughs> if it's not else on a white yes, plate? Yes, so this will be the first day. Um, also of note, this is the first podcast that we are doing in Will and um, his partner Ian's new apartment. Yes. So that's exciting. On so if the, uh, if the echoes sound a little different, that's why. That's because they are. So back, back to the um, Ainsley Henley. We're going to do a quick 30-second challenge, and then we're going to get back to Sue's amazing stories about these dishes. Um, and I'm going to do the challenge, and yep. Will is going to... All right. You're ready to count in I, in three, two, one, go. So I'm looking at the picture that she sent, and it's a big plate, and a, like a, a big um, serving plate and a smaller plate. with a. It's a flat rim with a beautiful gold rim, and then... As Sue mentioned, sort of a floral pattern in mainly gold, but there's there's some blue in there as well. And then on the back, it says um, Ainsley Henley with a, a crown, so it's very British in its in its construction. Um, established nineteen, I'm sorry, seventeen seventy five, and it's the green pattern Two, on the back. One. Okay, and the green pattern on the back is actually significant because there are. Um, Henley dishes that have a blue stamp on the back, and this these dishes have a green stamp on the back, which what we figured thus, based on what we know, we think it has to do with the, the timing of this. And so this, this green stamp that um, Sue and Bill have looks like it was made from, so the, the Henley company is very old, from like I said, like the, the late 1700s, um, and it was, it's the company of the crown. It's uh, a, a Stratfordshire ceramics company. They did a lot of, of dishes for princes and princesses, and kings and queens. And um, so you picked the right stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Henley, I'm sorry, the Ainsley Henley pattern that Sue has, we have found, was made from 1974 to 1995. So we think she may have gotten the some of the first off yep. of the off of the belt, um, or sort of out of the factory, which is which is pretty cool. And the other piece that we wanted to include, I think that's going to be it for history, um, because that's all I have written down. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's- so now so, we'll rock back into your... So, yeah, now we get to jump into the dish about the dishes. And, oh. yes, it sounds all very exciting, I know. <laughs> so to, just to, to kind of tee it up for you, Mom, um, you know, I, I remember throughout my entire childhood just feeling so special when we would bring out the china and we would bring out these plates that were placed in a certain location and we were told this is where the nice plates go and it's that big uh i guess console that uh that big oak console that was always in the dining room so you know i I remember it in the different houses that we've been in of, of always where the china pattern or china plates were placed and where you know, and where and when we would get them out. So kind of tee it up. I want you to kind of describe again. I know you mentioned about, you know, picking out this pattern with your mom, uh, always being, having this, a, a pattern or patterns involved in your life, whether it be through, uh, family outings or just going to over to other people's, uh, homes. 
And then also, I, I kind of want you to touch about the stories and then the food. You know, what what does all this mean to you? And, and you know, I know we were talking earlier of like having that history connection when you bring something out. But to you, looking and knowing that you've got these beautiful plates that you bring out to show guests love, you know, what does that mean to you? And, and, um, and with that, I'm just going to kind of lob it over to you and let you talk about okay, it. Okay. Well, thank you, Will. So much of the, the China pattern, even though it was a uh, decision for our wedding, my husband and for me, so much of it, I think about my mother, who very much wanted all her daughters to have this gracious lifestyle where they could have this beautiful china and silver to entertain guests. And I grew up um, as a child. Again, I'm a baby boomer. Uh, my parents uh, were very fortunate. My father was an engineer. And so my mother uh, was part of this new corporate wife entertaining. And uh, so I watched her uh, make beautiful uh, hors d'oeuvres and special things. And we would have these elegant parties that... Um, People would come, she would have this beautiful big silver punch bowl and dishes that people would never paper or plastic. Uh, you've got to realize that was never like that. And uh, and I, my sisters and I would carry coats to the upstairs, you know, and put <laughs> that them... That sounds familiar. Yes. I mean, we would help be, with these big open houses and parties. And, uh, you know, I married a man who became a college president, and you're certainly aware of that. And it's interesting that his family had a different tradition of hospitality, where his father was a minister. And uh, they also had beautiful dishes. And his family and the farm, they had even more dishes than, than my parents did in many ways, because they had the little berry dishes and the the bread plates and the sandwich dishes and everything that would go on the old farm table for these elegant feasts. But I'll never forget the fact that Bill's mother always made room for people after church on Sunday where with her beautiful dishes, she always had a place setting to set another dish for, uh, for someone else. So you would carve the meat a little bit thinner and divide it up a little bit more and add applesauce to a plate or nut bread or something else where um, the, this table that could have just been the family extended into friends and people after church. So when we were married, even though my Ainsley Henley was for us, we brought these two hospitality traditions together. I had a cocktail you know, exuberance <laughs> with my my mother and my father, and uh, and Bill brought the graciousness of welcoming people to their table and always making sure there was room for someone else. And so, as we moved into our professional life, I had these beautiful Ainsley Henley dishes that were part of our open houses for dinners to friend raise for the projects and missions that were part of our college uh, events, uh, always with the idea that you had the spirit of bringing people together, helping, you know, the, the, the beauty of 
sharing around food in a beautiful setting. And if you did it with the right spirit, and I feel like Bill and I always had this, we wanted people around our table. We loved sharing with people. It wasn't about getting something from someone. It was about sharing around our table. And it has been a mainstay of our life, a, a beauty of moving into a new dimension of friend raising and being with people and sharing where it extended into things that we cared about. So our Ainsley Henley didn't just happen around our family table. It moved into another notch into hospitality that made a difference for us as a married couple in our professional life uh, that was so very meaningful and special um, because we could bring these two traditions together um, and truly want people to share food with us. Wonderful. I re- actually, I remember one of those. I remember when um, my friend Stephanie Zabo <laughs> helped us yeah. at one of the open houses, <laughs> and she broke one of mom's dishes. Ainsley Henley, it was one of those dishes. Yes. yes, but my mom was like, it's okay. That's why they were out. We were welcoming people to our home. It was one of the notorious Johnston Christmas open houses <laughs> where my mother would make oodles of bread. Like I don't, I don't remember how much hundred, but we would hundred, have hundred, hundred plus loaves. Yes, <laughs> wow. And um, we would have a constant stream of people from maybe we would start in the afternoon and end maybe about eight p.m. at night. And I was taking coats. I was washing dishes. I was watching washing silverware. I was making sure the food was replenished. Right. I mean, we were a catering company yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> growing up. We right, really were. Right, but right. but these, uh, you know, you made an excellent point that yeah, you do these it, dishes, yeah, yeah. they were, were central to welcoming people and wanting people to be part of uh, a celebration, which was really exciting, and. Uh, it's, it's interesting now, Bill and I are retired, and uh, we, we had the privilege of serving several colleges. And as we go back to visit, um, one of the hard things I have, because I'm a visual artist, and uh, I did a lot of artwork when I was in these different communities, but people say to me, but do you still make bread? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the idea that the hospitality is the thing that they remember and appreciate. And um, I'll, I, I, I was always amazed. I mean, every open house we ever had, we would bring people together who haven't seen each other in like in 30 years. I mean, they were, I mean, they like were part. Alumni? Well, they were they were part of our world, but they were people who were part of the community who just had lost touch, and then all of a sudden they <laughs> they connected at our open houses. But again, those beautiful, beautiful dishes, those Ainsley Henley dishes, and Will's right. I we always were fortunate to have these beautiful. Um, China cabinets to uh, display them. I think the first one was my grandparents' bookcase that we put these dishes in. Yeah. And uh, well, and, and you mentioned your grandmother had a reaction when you picked out the Ainsley. Oh, Henry. I know my grand, my beautiful grandmother uh, from Fort Wayne, Indiana. She had a, a a very privileged life, and she married a man who was a farmer. 
by um, being raised as a farmer, but he was he worked his way through college and was an engineer, and they had an amazing life. I mean, it was like the American dream, the thing that the the quintessential American ideal they experienced. And uh, but my grandmother was always very. Uh, frugal, and she was somewhat aghast that I would choose something from England. I think she, I, I, I think I oh, think really? yeah, yes, I think her china was Syracuse, and I'm trying to remember the company that made it, but it was in the United States, and uh, um, but it was Syracuse, and uh, maybe in Syracuse, I don't know, because I mean that's the other thing about your podcast, and you should look into. I mean. These beautiful regions of the country, I mean, like Wheeling and other places, places that made China. Yeah, we used that, to produce. Uh, yeah, that we, we, we were a manufacturing com- a country that made these beautiful, beautiful things. I mean, even Lennox, you know, in the, in the area of Pittsburgh. I mean, um, the fact that that was part of our tradition, and it's, it's uh, I don't know if that part will ever be reimagined in a new way, I would love to think that we could be continuing to manufacture, but... We had your wheeling. So oh, the second yes. episode is on... Warwick, your, yes. The Warwick. Oh, Warwick. Oh, my you, um, the one that you gave to my oh, cousin, my, yes. um, Caleb, and his now wife, Katie. Yes. and so, uh, go back to your grandmother, though. Yes. So with the, the domestic versus international China, was that... Do you remember that being a, a very pointed decision to not get... U.S.-based China, or was it more that you liked a pattern? One pattern I just really? liked a pattern, and yeah. my mother said, "Oh, you should get this." I mean, and my <laughs> and uh, the Ainsley Henley was not over the top. It was not a Royal Dalton that was, uh, you know, the big, you know, that was the big expensive. It was it was kind of middling, middle price, middle priced expensive. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't over the top. It was more. It wasn't Corningware. Oh no, but but, but <laughs> I don't think but, that even exists. I, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, it probably did, but um, but my mother was very um, happy with it, and again, and then I also chose uh, a Gorham Chantilly's sterling silver, which is also part of what you did as a bride back in the early seventies and earlier, and the Gorham Chantilly was. Um, made in the late 1800s so I could get all kinds of extra pieces by just going to antique shops with my friends before I was married and I had so much fun so it was kind of like the hope chest model well, it, a little it, a little bit but uh, I mean I have even in my silver chest today I have these beautiful pieces of silver that have someone else's initials on them <laughs> it's Gorham Chantilly and I don't care that it's someone else's initials I mean they welcome people around their table at one time, and I can certainly use their beautiful silver where to do that, too. Did the Agorum and the Ainsley Henley match? Was that something that you had thought it, through? It, no, it was just that I uh, enjoyed each one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really think that I, I love that Ainsley Henley. I mean, when I think back, my, my mother was a very domineering type of woman, and I don't think she talked me into the Ainsley Henley. I mean, I really think that was something that I thought was beautiful and that I thought that Bill and I would enjoy. And and the Gorham also. Um, there was a lot of the other parts of our wedding that Mother definitely chose, and, and I didn't know. <laughs> and really, you just Yeah, I just said, okay. Yes, but, Mother. Yes, yes, uh, but, and, and that was okay. But, um, 
But I, I was always thrilled with that beautiful Ainsley Henley. And I love the fact that it had the cream and also the white with it. So I could do a white tablecloth or a cream tablecloth. And then there were enough colors in this border that I could do a colored tablecloth. I mean, there were, I mean, I, I don't think it's bad to, to want to present a beautiful table for your guests and to think about those colors and the way it all comes together. It's a beautiful pattern. I would hope young brides today would look for it in antique shops. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would hope they would think about that. I mean, it's it's really a, a remarkable set of china. Now, you also mentioned and actually showed us uh, another um, set of plates. Yes. That Now, I would love for you to kind of go into that story. Okay. When, when Bill and I were married, again, uh, we, had, uh, we were registered at Lazarus, which was the, a very elegant and beautiful department store in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, our family members uh, were very generous. I think Bill and I got all 12 place settings of China. And, and then family members bought us these extra pieces of other things. And I don't think we chose them. I don't think that was something that I said, I want this. But we got two sets of Bavarian dessert plates. And these dessert plates had these beautiful painted fruit on each one. There was different, like one would have plums, one would have pears, one would have apples. And it had a very definite look to it. it they, were, they, were, they were absolutely lovely. And, and again, I remember who gave us one set and who gave us the other set. But the other thing that's interesting, these were renditions of older plates. And when I would go to antique shops, I found more Bavarian plates that had a little different, uh, the, the plates might be, would be a little bit smaller. And I actually discovered, actually, when you asked me to do the podcast, uh, that the Bavarian plates didn't have the same uh, backing as these ones from the antique shop. The antique shop ones with the same paintings of the fruit were the Nuremberg. And so again, who knows what stories went through this, uh, that history of Germany and Nuremberg. And, uh, but they did make these beautiful china plates. And I'm sure families at that time still just wanted to bring people together to share a dessert or a dinner together in a very meaningful and special way. Ah, wonderful. Lovely, Mom. So, Sue, I have a sort of roundup question for you about legacy and these dishes. Because rumor has it, you just gave a beautiful Havland set to a nephew. Yes, it wasn't Havland, it was Warwick. Warwick, I'm sorry, Warwick. Yes, Warwick. Havilland is what I have. Warwick. Havilland is French. Uh, the Warwick is from Wheeling, Wheeling. West so Virginia. Wheeling, West Virginia, Warwick. Yes, yes. Yes, so I'm curious how you think about your your sets that you have and sort of who gets what and why. Is that a thing that that goes through your mind or is it just a timing thing? Or what's I won't the... take offense to whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm a very, um, I don't know if I, if organic is the right thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not... 
I'm not writing down and planning and being rigid about who it's gets not a what. Note no, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, and again, I uh, with this Warwick china. I mean, I loved using the Warwick china that um, I had acquired from my mother, and oh my gosh, it was so beautiful and so nice too. And it it was an old Victorian set. It had the berry bowls and the soup bowls and the and the oh my gosh, the bread dishes and the luncheon plates and all that. And Warwick, uh, I mean, was uh, Wheeling just had an amazing manufacturing of so many different kinds of china. But what I have, um, I mean, Bill and I are enjoying it now. Uh, I think I think the the person or the family that is meant to have it, that will organically appear. So the and China chooses the person. In some ways, Ooh, yes. Very Harry Potter. Yes. I think I think in some ways it does. I mean you don't want the China to go to someone who who doesn't get it, who doesn't realize that you are you have this privilege of serving others and and bringing out this beautiful China to 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 honor them and to thank them for being your friend or their loved one yeah. and to do something very special for them. And if you if someone just looks at it as a, a nuisance that you have to hand wash, uh, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna be good for the life of the China and and why the China was even made to, to begin with. So. Um, I, I mean, we don't have that all figured out. No, we don't. But I'm not worried about it. Um, How did it feel to pass on your the Warwick yes. China Warwick from your from your mother? Well, um, I had a few pangs about it, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, the idea that this young couple said yes, and they were thrilled, and Caleb knew my mother, my nephew knew his grandmother, and uh, knew her idiosyncrasies and knew her desire to set a beautiful table. I think that that was special to me. I mean, they're young. I'm sure that, I mean, again, you, you give something and you don't question. Yeah. You don't, you don't question. You give it with your full heart. And then it's gone. And uh, you just hope that they enjoy it in the way that you would hope they would enjoy it. And, uh, and then that's all you can do. But, you know, having a, a son who's into micro living. And, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he was very... Was for, the, for, the, for the podcast listeners, I just want you to know that my mother rolled her eyes when she said that. <laughs> and then sort yeah. of looked at me. Yeah, well, it... <laughs> I mean, you, you, um, but also your son is doing a podcast around China patterns. Yeah, so that's right. There is hope. <laughs> I, I, I hope there's hope. Yeah, that's right. The fact that I'm a recovering that, minimalist. Yes, that's right. That, um, that I would hope that our society would come to a place where they want to honor the guests that they invite to their home. And what better thing to do than to bring out your best china and silverware, set your table, and make beautiful food in a way like my son can do. Uh, I think that I think that is the highest note in a civilized society and love that you can share in a family. 
Wow, what a way to close yes. that out for us. Yes. <laughs> On your perfect dismount, Heather. Perfect dismount. That was way to close it. I have a feeling this isn't her first rodeo. I feel like she, like in another life, mom was like a radio broadcaster or she was like a talk show host of something. There were several sound bites, including yes. bringing the two hospitality traditions together. Yep, that was and good. And the privilege of serving others versus... A nuisance you have to hand wash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I resonate with both. And right, so, right, but right. mom, you know, I think, you know, you will be back because you have more China. And you, probably the silver. Yes, we will oh. be doing a silver. I love episode. talking about my silver. <laughs> and Sue also sent us some glasses. So there's yes. a, a lot of story, that wheeling story. Oh my god! So, so some more wheeling. So yes, yeah, so more wheeling, West Virginia, American um, made, American made uh, episodes, and talking about silver, talking about glassware, stemware. Um, you know, Susan Johnston has it all. She's ready to talk. So <laughs> Sue will be back, and we are so grateful that. That you wanted and uh, to participate in our wonderful project of my dish dish and ladies and gentlemen know that all the photos of what we talked about today will be on the website as well as some 1990s photos of my family um, and a younger me um, <laughs> You know, enjoying our the Thanksgiving, the, the Thanksgiving dinner over the Ansley Henley China. Thank you so much for wanting to talk with me about something very special. We've loved having you. Thank you. And we will also have Will's taco recipes and a little bit of the history of, of the dish up on mydishdish.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for our eighth episode of My Dish Dish. And we look forward to next time. Yes, I'm Will. I'm Mackenzie. See you later. Thanks. Thanks.